welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we don't have a ton of news to get into, honestly, uh, as we start to look forward towards the next month of content and what that's going to have in store. But I did want to get into your guys' feedback and stories because it's been piling up and I think it's time that we sit down and have some story time. What do you think? All right, Pirates. So it's been a while since I've gone through and done some stories from the community. And now that we have a little bit of a lull in the actual Sea of Thieves news, I figured I'd take some time to go through the emails that you've all sent into me and get some of these stories into the podcast so that you guys can share in some of the, the victories, the losses, some of the adventures that you've had on the seas. So uh, let's get into the first one. Now, this is going to be an older one that I haven't gotten a chance to go through through so hopefully they're still listening and hopefully they enjoy having their their uh story told on the the podcast if tales what you want a tale i have i first set sail with a pirate legend who taught me the ropes he also took me along to summon the meg the fight between the devil-eyed shark was easy but I became fascinated with the monsters of the sea. I heard about another monster, much more fearless, much more deadly, the Kraken. I became obsessed. I grabbed all the Kraken gear available to me. Months passed, and I had yet to come face to face with the beast. Then, one day the water turned black. We were sailing on a gold hoarder voyage, the entire crew oblivious to what lurks below the galleon. The wind in our sails were making us hasten to our next island. When the ship came to a complete stop, my first thought was, someone dropped the anchor. When I looked, I saw it was still raised. Suddenly, towering tentacles arose from the depths. Finally, I thought to myself, I ran to the port side of the ship and fired at one of the tentacles. As I watched the cannon bear just left of the tentacle, I heard my crewmate yell at the beast. I turned to see him being pulled into the air towards the tentacle. Suddenly, the side of the ship was hit. I took off the bow of the ship to see a massive red fin. The mech. The kraken had released my crewmate and he climbed back aboard. Two of my crewmates made their way down to the ship to repair. I pulled my flintlock and started sending shots at anything that moved. Suddenly, a tentacle whipped the side of the ship, sending the ship tilting to the, on the waves. I was sent into the air, and the ship's port side was in the water, while the broadside was facing the sky. I landed on the side of the ship and ran back up to the deck. By the time I jumped, the ship again was back right in its position, and I sprinted to the captain's cabin for safety. The crew below started yelling for help, and I turned to face the bow. The kraken had wrapped his slimy tentacles around the stairs to the lower deck, making it impossible to go up or down. Impossible to bail. Me and the last crewmate started slicing at the tentacle, hoping the beast would let go. The crewmate below told us that they couldn't repair the holes fast enough, and the water had reached the second level, and we were going to sink. Can I felt my heart sink. I had waited... For long, so long, 
to fight this fight, and it never came to me that I would lose. The ink from the beast was hitting hard enough, and I was forced to give around. I pulled my pistol, and I had one last shot, and I fired it and hit the slimy tentacle. By a miracle, the beast let go, and the entire crew began to bucket and repair. We saved the ship and turned to the offensive. Three of us began sending shots into the maw of an oncoming Meg, stopping the shark's advances. We continued to focus on the Meg as he tried biting the ship two more times, but we stopped him. The Kraken persisted in trying to bring us down to the Sea of the Damned, but we weren't seeing the ferryman today. The beast wrapped another tentacle around the stern of the ship, but we let him have it. We focused on the Meg. Two of us stayed on cannons, went and the others went down to focus on repairs. And I heard my crewmate call that the Meg is dead. He must have fired a shot while he was circling. I began firing cannonballs at the tentacled devil. And I fired one shot after another, after our cannonball supply was low. A tentacle rose up in front of the two middle cannons as my crew and my crewmate and myself took the cannons. We synced our shots. One, bang. Two, bang. Three, bang. Four, bang. We then heard an ungodly noise as the beast sunk to the depths. We had won, we had killed the beast, or at least postponed its death for now. I now sail the seas as a pirate legend looking for the elusive shrouded ghost. Thank you for your hard work on the podcast. I love listening and I tune in every week and I really appreciate everything you do for the sea and for the community. Thanks. Dylan, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I know it's been a while since he sent that in. Uh, I hadn't forgotten it. It was just a matter of time. Thank you. And with that, let's jump into the next email. All right, this one comes in to us from Tarkin Trash on Sea of Thieves. He writes in and says, Hey, Captain Logan, just finished listening to episode 137. Never wrote in before, and I wanted to share a story I played through last night. It was by far the least toxic and one of the most enjoyable sessions I have had. I was online for about three hours, and for the first hour and a half, I had a Reaper ship chase me across the board and back. Now, I was in a sloop, the most maneuverable ship in the game, so I was J-turning, wrapping around huge rocks, and really holding my own, but it was getting annoying. Finally, I got tired of getting hunted, so I server hopped one last time and landed on a brig with one mic player, and call him Captain J, and a non-mic player, Captain Mo. Either way, we spawned in on a brig that had the gold emissary flag from the fourth player who jumped off. Now, literally, just a few days ago, I had purchased the emissary flag, but we sunk in server hop, so I lost my 20k. So I was elated to have the flag back as we were collecting pieces of ancient vault key map quest we got from Larissa. Finding off the normal skellies along with the quest was great, and we were in a pretty good sink for being paired up out of the blue. We eventually recovered a map piece with the X, and we knew at that time it was Sharkbait Cove. We quickly found the vault using our silver key and ventured in. Three of us acted like we've been here b there before, and we nailed the puzzle and cleared the entire vault. First time I have done so. We got all of the loot out of the cave and onto our ship, where Captain Jay turned to me and said, Well, 
I've got to log off, but hopefully this helps. I thanked him and we parted ways. We raced back to the nearest outpost and started turning in our er, gold. We pocketed nearly 75k with the emissary flag, and at the end we agreed to turn the flag back in for a little extra loot. I said goodbye to Captain Mo, and that was it. I say all of this to provide hope to those who have a session, like I did, that started out very annoying, but turned into one of the more enjoyable sessions I've ever had. So hang in there. Anyone who may be getting beat up every now and then and on the seas, never stop exploring and playing the game your way. I host a geek news podcast called Craft Brews and Geek News. On pur- Our purpose is to inspire people to try new things and support each other. I'll be sharing this story on our next show next week, just as I'm sharing it with you to inspire players to keep getting after it. Love your show. Maybe we can meet on the high seas one day. Take care. Thanks, Tark, and I appreciate the uh, the message of hope for everyone. It's great to see that you managed to get in uh, a good vault and you got all of the treasure too. It's tough when you feel like there's not really much you can do when you're getting chased by reapers, especially if you're alone, because you kind of know sometimes how the outcome is going to go depending on how comfortable you are with fighting. And hopefully, the more confident you get with not only the gold vaults, which seems like you've got down pretty pat, uh, you'll hopefully get a little more confidence in taking on reapers alone. It's a tough thing. It can be a lot of stress. And sometimes you just need some time to relax on the seas. I think that's one of my favorite things about Sea of Thieves is any session can go any way, but sometimes you want to have a fun session and sometimes jumping onto a bigger ship, even if it's with random people, can kind of help make things a little less stressful because you've got someone, even if you may not know them, they've got your back. Good luck with the podcast and thanks for writing in. So this next email came in as a response to one of the emails that I had read on the podcast uh, a while back, and this one came in from Liam. Now, Liam wrote in, if you guys uh, don't remember, a couple of weeks ago about maybe doing a podcast including the bald lady uh, over at Crook's Hollow, and I was holding on to this email because uh, I wanted to make sure that I got it in after I had been able to talk with Captain Falcor. Um, his discussion on the bald lady over at Crook's Hollow has always been very interesting to a lot of people and does get touched on even on rare streams during the weekly streams. So he wrote in, he says, I'd like to add that in the latest podcast, uh, you talked about one of my best friends, Rise Smith. Uh, I was the friend that he was playing with. My younger brother's laptop went flat. Adding on to that story, after we sold the loot at Ancient Spire, we decided to sell the Gold Hoarder Emissary Grade 4 that dropped from the ship at Kraken's Fall to the Reaper's Bones. On the way to the Reaper's Bones, we found a sloop at Crook's Hollow. They were Gold Hoarder Emissary 2, and we sank them with a mega keg that I went and searched for the island uh, to try and find the other potential players that were there. It was only several days later when I was looking at the footage, I took uh, the, uh, the whole of the gameplay and realized that there was a mysterious figure standing behind a rock. This was my own potential bald lady sighting, and it rekindled my interest in the mysterious ghost of Crook's Hollow. Thanks for your love uh, or in, in sending in the emails too, Liam. I appreciate this. Uh, it's, it's great to hear that you guys are looking for this because it's it's weird to find out that you know this is something that other people have run into um as far as i know i don't think i've ever noticed it uh but it's it's cool to think that you know if you head over to crook's hollow especially at night there's a good chance that you might 
run into something like this. And uh, if anyone has run into the bald lady on Crooks Hollow, I'd love to see some footage. I'd love to to get some stories. Uh, if you've run into to her or seen her, uh, just kind of share some some more information about maybe how we can tra track down how this is going, especially considering uh, how these are all set up on independent servers across the country, just how this all works. Alrighty, so this email came in from Jack. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on the last name just in case they don't want that shared, but they wrote in with a question and I wanted to bring this up because it was interesting to, to think about to see like maybe this is what had happened. So he wrote in and he says, what if Duke went to go find, quote unquote, Lorena uh, and Stitcher Jim told him to go to Flameheart's lair and he got cursed and that's why he was so strange when he got back. Interesting question to be sure. And it's it's a wonder that we never kind of understood more about what happened to Duke and why he doesn't understand what's going on. Personally, I have my opinions, but to play in the space that you're creating here, let's talk about this from uh, a logical perspective that Duke is not the Dark Lord, which I know that he is, so I will ignore that for now. And I would love to understand a few things about when he did get back. For one, Stitcher Jim, how he managed to overpower Duke. If you look at Duke, he's a, a larger set gentleman. I would be interested to find out how uh, Stitcher Jim had managed to dupe him into going out to look for Lorena, or maybe he had done something to get uh, Duke kind of knocked out. Now, one of the things that kind of lends to that is we know that uh, Stitcher Jim has tried poison in the past to take out past crewmates uh, in the uh, the uh, Forsaken Shores Alliance. He he managed to kill one person and tried to poison uh, Captain Morrow uh, with that. So we know that um, that he's he's competent in that. So maybe he might have slipped something into Duke's grog, which might explain the the blacking out and coming back and not really sure what's going on. Uh, there's still a lot of information that hasn't been told about that. It'd be interesting to find out kind of what's going on with, with that as we kind of learn more about where Duke's going to be going from now ever since he's been ousted and Lorena's back. Uh, I'm still very interested to see when he's going to unveil himself as the Dark Lord and uh, wait for our chance to take him out, essentially. I know a lot of people love Dark Duke, but to be perfectly honest, he's a Dark Lord and we're going to have to take him down at some point. It's just going to be a time thing at this point. All right, so the next uh, email that we got in today came in from Todd. Uh, he says, good day, Captain. I will try and make this as short as possible. I actually found you through the Cyberpunk Lorecast, which side note, if you guys are listening to this and you don't know, I co-host the Cyberpunk Lorecast. So if you have uh, an interest in Cyberpunk 2077 that's coming out this November, um, the Cyberpunk Lorecast comes out every week. Uh, we live stream it on Saturdays uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Uh, or no, sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard 6 p.m. Pacific Coast time, and uh, my my co-host Tom or Robots, uh, we have a good time diving into the lore of Cyberpunk as the tabletop game, as well as the actual video game, as well as cover the news about what's going on with the development and speculation on how the game's going to be until launch. At which point, we'll actually dive into the game and start giving our feedback and uh, stories on what we got into. So, if you like the stories from Sea of Thieves and you're into Cyberpunk, that's a, a great podcast to jump on to. But uh, getting back to the email, 
Uh, I found you through the Cyberpunk lore cast and have been going back through Keelhauled and cap- catching up. Uh, I have owned Sea of Thieves since pre-order and really only played with one other person on Xbox, but he hates the game. And because of this, I have only played a little bit because of it. Uh, I really don't know how much about, or I really don't know much about it, except that I've been learning from the podcast. I understand that you're on PC, but there is crossplay, and I was wondering if you do any Sherpa-ing uh for people trying to learn yes yes i will uh i do have some ranks built in the different npcs but legend is a far off dream i can sail a sloop solo just fine but have never been to a skeleton fort fought a megalodon even seen a kraken etc if you're willing to help out a noob i would greatly appreciate it but totally understand if that's going back a little too far for you as a quick overview i'm in my late 30s pst time zone and usually able to play late in the afternoon or early early evenings my gamer tag is why is the floor wet on xbox live and i haven't sent uh and i've sent you a friend request through the app i'm old enough to know if you have other priorities and whatnot that it is totally fine and won't hurt any feelings i just enjoy your podcast and figure who else better to help than the man with the podcast that was going prior to the game even being released cheers best wishes and safety during these crazy times your friendly neighborhood crime scene cleaner todd Todd, thank you for writing in. I'm glad that you're enjoying both of our both of the podcasts that I'm involved in. Uh, the best thing about Sea of Thieves is it doesn't matter what level you are. You get to play with anyone at any point. There's no power levels involved. So as far as learning the ropes and uh, joining me on the seas, I'm always down for it. Uh, being on the, the time zone that I live in and in the evenings definitely helps, uh, though I typically work pretty late in the evenings just because of my work schedule. But if you guys want to get a hold of why is the floor wet, that's just W-Y or W-H-Y-S, the T-H-E-F-L-O-O-R-W-E-T, just like how it's spelled, uh, which now that I read this, the crime scene cleaner and why is the floor wet is a hilarious gamer tag. I really love that. It makes me think of, uh, oh, dang, I just don't tell me I just blanked it. Dexter. It makes me think of Dexter. You're essentially maybe the Dexter that doesn't kill people to make the floor wet. I don't know, but that's hilarious nonetheless. Um, I added you back on uh, on Xbox Live too. So if you happen to see me online, feel free to hit me up. I'm usually playing something. And if I'm not playing Sea of Thieves, message me anyway, because chances are I'll probably hop over uh, depending on what time it is and if I haven't actually been playing Destiny or something with someone else. So I'm always around. Most people generally just have to hit me up and ask if they want to play, at which point I'll be honest and let you know that I'm playing with someone else or I'll be honest and let you know that I'm down to play. So uh, with that being said, let's move on to the next pun or episode. Blah, blah. Let's move on to the next email. All right, and the last email that came in to us from It's Desert Fox. Yar, Hey there, Captain Logan. It's Desert Fox here with the story I promised whilst watching your stream under the effects of the old grog. So here goes. Imagine this. It's a beautiful morning on Plunder Valley. The skies are clear. The gulls are singing the song of their people. When all of a sudden I hear my buddy, Captain Scared, call out a galleon that is coming straight for us. I put a pin in trying to find our Vonky as Scared races back to the ship and drops our sail. But we're not running. Oh no, sir. 
We've handled galleons before, and this is going to be cake. Perched on a cliff, I am ready to intercept the galleon, but witness their ship come to an abrupt creaking stop and start to swim over to board. Before too long, I have the ship locked down and discover the loot hidden on their ship, while at the same time, Scared is moving our sloop into position to see to the galleon's demise. Eventually, after some more fighting and death, the galleon sinks, but not without first leaving two of their crew on the island to provide a revenge of the Sith-esque set of duels. We have the loot and are back on the island, making another attempt at locating the vault key when the galleon shows up again. I attempt to swim a keg out to them, but fail. I am brought back to my ship as Scared loses sight of them, and we spot them again as we're passing the Fort of the Damned. But they're far, so I try with another keg from the fort and start swimming. Eventually, they seem to be turning off, but I'm not dissuaded and keep swimming. They pull up to and stop at Snake Island. At this point, I'm more than halfway there. I fended off sharks to get this far, and I refuse to give up. The island notification pops up, and at this point, I realize that this particular galleon has the shrouded ghost liveries, while the one we fought earlier did not. I figure that they're likely up to no good, and I swam all the way to use a keg, so I'm going to use that keg. I get closer and the galleon crew still hasn't seen me, possibly because they're busy dropping their sails, but they're trying to squeeze through the tiny breaks in the island and run aground, slowing them down just long enough for me to grab hold of their ladder, and I start to climb, just as one of theirs peeks over and sees me. I'm not greeted by hostility, but instead I hear, we're doing tall tales, but okay, I know there's checkpoints now, but peaceful crews that are working on tall tales are scared to me because, or sacred to me, because I have the gold curse. I know the grind. I explained to them the confusion and how I swam to them from Fort of the Damned, and we had a good laugh. Scared and I agree that if we ran into them again, we'd alliance up. I say my goodbyes and dolphin dive off their stern. Uh, fast forward to Scared and I selling the spoils from our vault voyage, and we see a galleon and a sloop actively fighting each other. I get a closer look with my spyglass, and the galleon is repping the shrouded ghost set. It has been our tall tale friends. We haven't finished selling, but we're not worried about losing the treasure, and we head over. We pull up, and the sloop sets off. The galleon joins our alliance, and we give chase. The enemy, while seemingly attempting to separate us from our allies, only boards the galleon and anchors them a few times, but every time they repel their border and catch back up, and finally, after what seems like an eternity of chasing, we're able to disable and sink them. Their loot floats to the surface, and only then we find out that they attacked the galleon first and stole their treasure. A feeling of calm and victory washes over us, and the galleon crew starts loading their recovered loot back onto their vessel, when suddenly, a notification pops up saying there's a 15 minutes before the server shutdown for a hotfix.
The calm is quickly replaced with panic, and both our ships make a mad dash at the closest outpost. As Scared and myself are pulling up to the outpost, we spot the very same sloop that had attacked the galleon. We decided to basically ram our outpost, uh, ram the outpost, but anchor before taking damage from the dock. We sell what we was left on our ship with just enough time to intercept the sloop before they could start firing on our new friends. A very short battle of attrition ensues and the sloop ebbs yet again below the waves. Unbeknownst to Scared and myself, a crew member from the galleon slipped away with their loot on a rowboat and started selling. The six of us made it back to the outpost with enough time to have a, some grog and play some music before our screens faded to black and the servers went offline. I would like to thank you for creating the Keelhauled podcast and giving me something additional to look forward to when I can't play our beloved Sea of Thieves. Happy sailing. Fox, I'm so glad that you got a chance to get all your treasure in. I do remember when you came in and it's so good to get this story. I really appreciate you writing this into me. If you guys are listening to this episode and thinking, where's the Sea of Thieves news? Well, this is the news. This is the news because it's the community. And time and time again, I'm constantly reminded about how great people or how great the community is uh, when it comes to spending time with others. Because at the end of the day, when you're playing Sea of Thieves, you can make or break enemies all on the whim of them saying, hey, we're doing tall tales, but okay. They accepted their fate and they knew that, you know, someone had bested them with a powder keg, but they didn't get salty about it. They didn't get crass or rude or try and be belligerent with them. They're just like, well, we got caught and that's how it's going to be. And that was enough to turn the tide on this. Like they could have been kegged, they could have lost, but instead they made a friend because they accepted that they had been bettered by one person on a keg. And they may not have ever known how that fight would have ended up, but it benefited them to the end. So if anything comes from this, I guess the biggest takeaway that I can see is be flexible when you're on the seas. If you're running Reaper's Bones and you're going after a ship and it doesn't have an emissary flag and you get over there and they have a bunch of treasure, maybe make a deal with them. Say, hey, you know, you haven't got an emissary flag. Uh, we were going to sink you, but if you're willing to give us half of what you've got right now, we'll take that as payment for the emissary flag that we would have tried to get off of you had you been running it. Or maybe help them out. See if they need anything going on. Maybe they're like, hey, you know, if you see this, you should probably run next time because we're probably going to kill you next time we see you. And if you're someone out there going for other people's loot, uh, kudos to you who are trying to get back to sink the ships that sunk you, you know, don't give up right away. Or if, if you do give up, that's fine too. You know, hop a different server, try a different approach. Maybe you'll get someone that's uh, around your skill level or knowledge level. Again, this game is constantly just one of those things where anything can happen, anything can change. And it's not really, it's not really set in stone. So always be prepared to change things up as you get into the seas uh, every, every session. It's, it's, you never know. You never know. All right, pirates. So there was one bit of news that I did want to clue you guys into. You guys have wrote in your emails, you've shared your stories, and I really appreciate that. And I want more of it. But one thing I have to let you know before I close out the episode, because 
this is going to be a lighter week. Next week, we'll come back with some more information, some more news. And uh, I wanted to tell you guys about something that I think was absolutely amazing that it, you know, this is something that I've been wanting to see come to the game for years. You know, this is something that I've been hoping for for a while. Um, as many of you know, I've wanted uh, microtransactions to include charity sales uh, because a lot of different um, organizations out there could benefit from actually uh, getting money represented from us getting content in game and it's always great to see that rare is willing to do this uh, for the community they're willing to set up these partnerships with organizations to be able to um, be a way to to earn money for whatever organization happens to be the one that they're doing so we're getting another one and it's kind of awesome because it's one that I've wanted to see for a while. And while it isn't the, the design that I was hoping for, I am very impressed with the way that it designed the actual, uh, the actual um, liveries. So it's not a full livery set. It's just uh, sales similar to previous ones uh, for um, St. Jude's uh, for, for uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on the other one? What was the other one that we got? Oh, that's going to kill me. I will, I'll think about it. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll try and remember. Anyway, in case you guys missed it, um, the two angry gang gamers, uh, set this up tag. They are, uh, Twitch partners. They're full-time guys. They're, they're really funny. Uh, they partnered, uh, with gotta be Henry or Henry. Um, and they managed to get, uh, with stand up to cancer UK to get rare to actually build charity sales for stand up to cancer. Um, there's going to be a stream involved. Uh, there's going to be more information about that coming soon. Um, the sales are going to be available, uh, according to the article on the 28th of September. So these sales are going to be called sales of the union. They're going to be in the, in the pirate emporium. And all the proceeds from that are going to be going to stand up to cancer. Uh, so for every purchase of the sales of the union charity item, Microsoft will donate 75% of the purchase price made via steam.com and a hundred percent of the price purchase made via the Microsoft store to cancer research in the UK in support of stand up to cancer campaign. Uh, donations from purchases made from within the United States of America will be made to the stand up for cancer in the United States. So it is region specific too. So if you're in the US and you want to get these, you can support stand up to cancer in the US as well too. Um, this, these sales are, are beautiful. They're one of the few yellow sales that we'll have. There's three arrows bound together. There's stars that glow with a white border around the edge of the sails. Uh, it's, it's, they're cool. They're actually really cool. They're some of the, the, the better charity ones that we've gotten. Although I still really love the, the Valiant Dawn. Please, if you guys get a chance and you have you have the means, it would mean a lot to me uh, to have this go really well. I would love to see this campaign go very well, because if that works, then it shows the promise of that that thing. And you get an in-game item. The 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 proceeds go to helping def helping people that need uh, uh, treatments for cancer to help them recover so that it shows you know that the sure playing games is easy you can you can do that every day uh supporting cancer is easy you could do it every day too but if you can join the two and get something out of it that supports other people then why not
why not? So if you guys can, uh, you know, don't go out to lunch one day this week um, and and take the money and, and support uh, Stand Up to Cancer through the campaign. Get the sales of the union. I know that I am definitely going to be picking these up when these are available. This is starting on the 28th of September. Again, it's the sales to union. It's probably going to be in the Pirate Emporium, but if not, go to the Microsoft store or through the Steam store. Again, the, the Steam store is going to be 75% of the proceeds. Uh, the Microsoft store is going to be the uh, 100% too. So um, if you have any questions or concerns, I would definitely recommend going onto Twitter and hitting up the CFE support uh, if you guys have any questions about how to get them, if you don't get them right away, always wait that 48 hours too, because sometimes that stuff takes some time to process. Um, and that's, that's about all that I can really say with that. It's really cool to see this happening. Um, kudos to, to the, the gents that, that went out there and, and got this worked out with uh, stand up to cancer in the UK and, and as well as the U S team and shout out to Xbox for helping support these and also to rare for building the the liveries for this uh really awesome to see um outside of that if you guys aren't keeping up with uh xbox um there is a beta app that is being made um in testing right now for those of you who have phones that are ios uh or, or apple phones that i yeah iphones there we go i mean i can say it i have one uh but there's an app that's being tested right now if you're interested in playing Sea of Thieves and you have an Xbox, uh, I believe that this app will be able to stream your Xbox from the app. So similar to PS Now, that's just it's something that's that's kind of a workaround until they can work out the details on uh, getting uh, Xbox Game Pass available for iOS. Um, that is something that I saw on an, on a uh, interview with Phil Spencer, that the talks are still being had in regards to that and that they are trying to work out the details on how they're going to be able to get the game pass, uh, available to iOS users. So if you're like me and stuck in the ecosystem, fear not Phil Spencer's on the case and, uh, hopefully we'll be able to play some sea of thieves on, uh, our phones, uh, sooner rather than later. Cause Android's got it easy right now. All right, pirates, it's time for the advertisements. These are the sponsors that are helping try and pay for the, the cost of the podcast. So what I wanted to let you know about today, we have a new sponsor through audiblebooks.com. They do have an app on Android and iPhone. If you uh, want to, you can sign up for first three audiobooks for free. That does include two VIP books. This is just like Audible, but it's through audiobooks.com. You get your first three audiobooks for free when you sign up for a month. After that first free month is over with, you will then have the $15 subscription that Audible charges as well. And uh, you get to pick from the same type of library. They also have podcasts on there as well too. So if you're looking to uh, try it out, maybe listen to some books for free, maybe you have an Audible subscription and you just want to get some more content in, uh, try out audiobooks.com. Use the link in the show notes to do so, uh, and I get the credit for it. Also, make sure you're heading over to the uh, the show notes with the link for Green Man Gaming. If you purchase any games using the link that I give you, uh, all of the purchases will cost the same as if you were just going to the website as usual, but I do get a commission off of that. It just helps to support me, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, which I really appreciate. 
Also, we have Loot Crate. Loot Crate is offering 15% off most of the crates and crate subscriptions if you use the link in the show notes, as well as the code Robots Radio. That's it for the ads. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you have any questions, concerns, feel free to hit me up. I will try to get you any answers about this, uh, these promotions as I can. Thanks. Bye. So while I'm looking forward to that, there's actually a bigger thing that's in my mind, and that's going to be the Series X, uh, not in size, but just in presence. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about the Series X and how cool it's going to be when I get it and I get to sit down and I get to boot up Destiny 2 and I get to boot up uh, Sea of Thieves and I get to boot up uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and then later on I'll be doing Cyberpunk. The question I wanted to ask you guys, uh, how do you feel about the Series X? Uh, are you getting one? Are you getting a Series S? Um, if so, why, if, if not, why not? Uh, and, and the thing that I wanted to ask you in specific was what is it that you guys are looking for when it comes to a series X version of sea of thieves? Now, first off the bat, I know a lot of people are going to be looking forward to having a higher frame rate. Now is 60 going to be good enough for you? Or are you looking to get uh 120? And if so, are you willing to take 120 and sacrifice the ray tracing option that might have to get knocked down if they can achieve that higher frame rate because they're rated to give you at least 44k 60 but they're not they're not they're going to say 120 uh up to you know that's kind of their marketing term is up to 120 but we know not everyone we're not going to get 120 for everything we'll we'll get 60 that'll probably be the 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 new the new normal and we'll probably get ray tracing. So I'm really curious to know, uh, are you looking forward to just the higher frame rate? Are you looking forward to the ray tracing as well? Uh, obviously we're gonna be getting faster load times. Is that gonna be enough for you? Uh, what do you want them to do more? Lots and lots of questions keep popping up in my mind. So I really, really, really wanna know uh, with the Series X and the Series S, what is it that you're looking forward to most with the Sea of Thieves compatibility version? Because we don't, we don't know exactly what's going to be changed. We know that they're working on it. They haven't confirmed it on their websites, but we know Joe Neat and many others have stated that the Sea of Thieves version always is going to be available and improved in some fashion. So I think they're holding off for a video. I think they want to showcase what's coming down the line, and I think they're going to tie in some content to go along with the Series X uh, release. The last thing that I wanted to ask you too. So first question. What do you want out of the Sea of Thieves uh, for, for the Series X and Series S version for next gen? Question two, now that Bethesda, id Software, and many other companies under ZeniMax have been purchased by Microsoft, and those, those properties are now part of the Microsoft Studios, they're, they're a separate publishing unit, but they're still under Microsoft. So what I want to know is of all of the different um, IPs that Microsoft now owns, thanks to this purchase, uh, what is the one that you were looking forward to the most that could be turned into um, a livery set for Sea of Thieves? So with all of them, we've gotten Halo, we've gotten Gears of War, uh, we've gotten uh, what was Ori in the Blind Forest, we've gotten State of Decay, um, Gosh, I feel like I'm missing one. Why do I feel like I'm missing one? We've got Gears of War. We got Halo. 
We got we didn't get Forza. Forza got stuff in there for us. We got State of Decay, Ori in the Blind Forest, uh, Battletoads, uh, Conquer, Perfect Dark, all the rare IPs. We got all of those. Um, so I, I guess that's all of them. But the, so okay, so with the uh, with the the ones that are coming with Bethesda, um, what are you guys looking forward to? So I'm gonna I'm gonna list off a few of these to give you guys some ideas on what ones could be coming. And if uh, they're ones that you want more than than others. So just looking at the list of IPs, we've got Dishonored, we've got Wolfenstein, we've got uh, Elder Scrolls, we've got Fallout, we've got Doom, uh, there's Starfield, which we don't know anything about, and then we've got uh, Prey, and I think The Evil Within, although I could be wrong about The Evil Within, now that I think about that, I think that's totally wrong. Um, so we'll go, we'll go from there. Uh, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, those tend to be the main four that a lot of people are excited for, uh, being on game pass. So I want to know with the purchase of Bethesda and Zenimax studios, getting all those IPs, what is the main livery set that you were looking forward to coming to sea of thieves is it doom is it fallout is it uh wolfenstein or is it skyrim let me know those those are my questions for you guys this week all right pirates so i think i'm gonna wrap this up with a few things that i wanted to uh kind of share with you because again um the 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 main theme of this episode has been community because you guys mean a lot to me and it shows because every time I get on to Chartable, I take a look to make sure that I'm not missing any reviews because iTunes is really, really bad about the whole letting you switch between regions. Uh, so thanks to Chartable for making that easy for me. But I wanted to to reach out to the the few people that ran uh, onto iTunes and decided to to rate the podcast. So uh, I've got three for you this week. Um, the first one is right on. Happy I could find a good Sea of Thieves podcast. Not really a podcast kind of guy, but I really enjoy listening to this show. GG's. Uh, so, and that's from Canada. So um, you know who you are, Mr. 5000. I'm not going to read your uh, your whole name because I'll try to keep the show uh, good for kids, but I, I appreciate you writing and doing the review, man. It means a lot. Uh, the other one, came in from uh great britain actually two from great britain so the the first one is finn bob too he says noise uh love this podcast thanks for making it thank you for listening to it you're awesome thank you uh the last one comes in from <laughs> from i'm gonna say it but uh hopefully don't research this uh chungus mcchung uh via uh, great britain he says great five stars i listen to this every morning when a new episode comes out while i get ready for school and it's great i would recommend this for new and old players well thank you i'm glad that you guys enjoy this so much um again the the reviews are what makes this this podcast popular so if you guys appreciate this if this if this gets higher in the ranks it's because of you it's because you listen you download it you subscribe you review it everything you guys do is what makes this podcast what it is um so i'm looking to try and build some more value in the podcast as you guys know i've partnered with uh, a, a robots radio network so that i can try and get some affiliate links to try and get you guys deals on advertising that I personally would purchase. So 
If you guys have been enjoying that, great. Uh, if not, I'm looking to try and build a Patreon. Um, obviously, I've been doing this show for over two years. I've never had a Patreon set up for it. Um, the only way that you've been able to really support me is is through merchandise or Twitch. And Twitch is tough. Uh, not going to lie. Twitch is, is tough from... Uh, from a personal perspective, it's hard to feel like I can hit the go live button and make good enough content for you guys. So a lot of the time, uh, my own mental issues are killing my 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 ability to stream because I, I don't feel like it's going to be good enough or long enough or I want to hop games and play other things and I don't want to I don't want to waste your time on Twitch if I if I don't know if it's going to be worth listening to. But th- that's my own issues. So. I'm I'm working on building a Patreon because it, it's going to be an easier way for me to deal with uh, the 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 costs of the podcast going forward. Um, I mean, I've always been dealing with them, but uh, this will just kind of help. Uh, if you want to support me and you want to support the content that I make for you guys, uh, this is going to be a much more direct means of doing it. And I'm going to try and do something that actually kind of gives you better value um, through that. So I'm I'm working on that. Hopefully things go well. And and you'll hear more about that in the future. Um, and I'll actually have links to things like that in the future. Um, but for right now, uh, it's it's on the stove. It's cooking. It's just not. It's just not quite done yet. You know, you haven't got that that sizzle, that little little popping sizzle that you get when you have that that perfectly cooked piece of snake or meg. So keep an eye out for that or keep an ear open for that when you guys do hear about it if that's something that you want to support me it means a lot but it's not a requirement and the show is going to continue on regardless so i just wanted to call out the people that have been supporting me because uh this whole episode has been about you guys um sea of thieves is going to be doing some interesting things next month from what i hear um there's a lot of stuff going on in Insiders that I'm being told about that looks like it's going to help uh, bring some quality of life to the game and not not quality of life in the sense of like actual fixes or fixes that that people or things that people have wanted. But well, no, I guess. It, yeah, I guess that would be things that people. So I guess, yeah, I think there are going to be quality of life things that people are going to be asking for that will be coming to the game. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to dive in to, to take a look and see what those are. If I had, I probably wouldn't even be able to talk about it anyway because of the NDA. Um, but I am looking forward to finding out more about what that is going to be, uh, hopefully in the near future. So uh, don't forget three things. Or no, how many things? I don't know how many things I, I want to, to kind of cap off this episode with. But thank you for your stories. I really appreciate the emails, even if I, I have, to have to take a whole episode uh, out of the month to get to them, to make sure that I, I talk about them because they're good stories and I want to share them. Um, go get that that the, the cancer support uh, sales. Those are going to be cool. You'll love them. I know you'll love them and they're going for a good cause. Um, keep an eye out for the questions that I asked as well too. What do you want out of uh, the Series X version of Sea of Thieves? Um, what kind of livery set do you want to see in uh, from, from the Bethesda purchase? And uh, also thank you for the reviews. It means a lot to me to read them. It means even more that you guys listen in the first place. And uh, next week, we'll hopefully get some more news going into Sea of Thieves. And I think that's going to do it, folks. Thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Seriously, hit me up. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast.